Weighing in with Way Less MD and Wellness. Welcome in to another podcast from the studios of Way Less MD. Our host is Sherry Stoka from Way Less. Sherry, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing well. This is the uh, holiday season as we record today. So our uh, pre-holiday edition. So Merry Christmas, Sherry. I hope you got a good, fun holiday plans uh, ready to go and Everything's a little weird and different in 2020, but we're going to make the best of it. So. I know. I feel like today the energies are definitely off, um, which makes sense because of the winter solstice and all that fun stuff with astrology. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to the holidays for sure. All right. So today uh, we've kind of laid the groundwork in our previous podcast, but we're going to learn a little bit more about Sherry. And like I was telling you, I'm Pete, by the way, I don't think I ever officially introduced myself. Well, like I was telling you before we started today, we want, we're going to learn about you, not just what we can read on the website if you go to weightlessmd.com, but about you because you're very passionate about not only weight loss, but wellness overall and gut health overall. And as it turns out, and I didn't really know this either, that's a very personal story for you. Yes, definitely. So I, early on, I definitely found a niche and found an interest in just health and the, the human body. And, um, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that we are, we are given certain situations and, uh, experiences in our life that, that help us learn and help us and really drive us to fulfill certain purposes in our life. And I, I have been through a, um, you know, a lot within health and the wellness industry. So yeah, I'm, I guess I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today. There you go. And we're going to learn a little bit more uh, this next time uh, and apply that to health overall and how it can, relating back to the topic and the name of the podcast, weighing in, how it can relate to weight loss, but gut health if people aren't aware is the foundation of almost everything when it comes to health overall, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's always very difficult to kind of take, take the information and, and take all of this and put it into um, a little bubble so that people understand because, because of its complexities. But I think what's important for people to understand is that we are, we are a, a body that is made up of many different organisms. So we are made up of bacteria, viruses, fungus, yeast, so many different microorganisms. And the majority of those kind of reside in our digestive tract. And this is, this ecosystem is essentially is what drives all of the other systems in the body. So to focus in on your story, I was reading it a little bit earlier. Um, you are a young person in your 20s, right? <laughs> um, 21, actually. 21 years mm-hmm. old. So like late adolescence almost, barely in early adulthood, and you realized there was a problem. Was it a sudden, something you realized suddenly, or was it symptoms over time? How did you come to realize something? something's off here? Yeah, that is such a great question because, you know, I think like many people, you have certain symptoms that you're dealing with and you just kind of, you write it off and and you think it's going to eventually go away and you try little things along the way. And my, my symptoms, um, they, they were mainly digestive and 
I, I just was always uncomfortable because I always had digestive issues. So whether it was constipation, pain, bloating. And so I think it really hit home for me where I was like, I really need to figure this out. So I would say probably in my, you know, close to my third, in my thirties, I started to see doctors and, you know, really wanted to figure out more about what was going on because I was healthy for the most part. I mean, I wasn't always healthy. I mean, I was always interested in it, but believe me, I mean, I, the way that I was eating in college and the stresses that I was faced in college, I'm sure was like the perfect storm, right? Right, right. But um, yeah, definitely I really, you know, closer to my 30s, I started to to try to get help elsewhere. And I think that that's something we should probably dig into a little bit is it started in your early 20s or in college, you get to your late 20s. Well, you're out of college, maybe the habits have changed a little bit, but the damage still can manifest. It still could be there and get worse over time, right? Yeah, I think, you know, um, when I think back in, in college and, you know, I was a division one, you know, college athlete. So I, and I was at UW Madison. So, you know, <laughs> the, the academic part and the, the stresses of just being an athlete were significant. And I, you know, probably in my junior, senior year, I was, I started to just gain weight and I was exercising probably four to five hours a day. I mean, it was insane. And I started to notice just a lot of inflammation in my body. So my, my gut issues got worse. Um, my face started to get really puffy. My knees would, would inflame. And so, you know, like most of us were like, oh, I'm running too much. I probably need to take it easy because my knees. And so, you know, so we tried different things and we, you know, head down a path that is probably not ideal because I was like, gosh, how, why am I gaining weight when I haven't changed anything and I work out excessively? So that, that really opened my eyes. Cause when I think back, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Cause now I know what I had and I wasn't diagnosed until, you know, 10 years later. So you, you have all of these issues, you cope with them for years, uh, probably without even realizing or the slow realization you're getting around 30 years old. You start seeing doctors, specialists, and even get, I think, prescribed to something at some point, right, for to try to address these symptoms? Yeah, I, I was, when I was, became pregnant with my first baby at 29, I had, um, they do thorough testing, so I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where there's one treatment protocol for hypothyroidism. And so that was the beginning of me really honing in on that disease state, because I was, I wanted to understand why I had that. Because I, in my opinion, I was healthy, you know, and I'm, and my mom had autoimmune. And so I was like, Oh, that's fine. You know, genetics, but you know, deep in my deep in my soul, I was like, there's a, a reason for it. And so then I started to think it's probably my gut, you know, so that just turned into, okay, I'm going to start seeing people and I'm going to start getting answers. And so that led me into, I can't even tell you how many doctors I saw from, you know, family practice, uh, internal medicine, gastroenterologist. I saw a surgeon twice. I was literally ready to ask them to take my colon out because it, it just wasn't working. And so every single time I went, every single time I left with 
you are good. Everything is perfect. This is in your head. Take an antidepressant, you know. And so that's what led me into this obsession with learning about the gut. Because I knew that not going to the bathroom regularly was going to kill me. Right, right. Yeah, that can be uh, something that we take for granted. But when it's not there or when it's not happening, that becomes... A very, very, uh, almost desperate situation. Yeah. Would that be the right word? Yeah, absolutely. You feel almost trapped in your own body. Right. And um, so so it took it took time. And that's why people like me who do, do this for other, you know, other reasons, we now have learned so much by going through the experience that that's why we want to bring it to other people and help them. So I feel like you left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Mm-hmm. Because you have this obsession, you have these symptoms, you're cleared medically, seems like every nook and cranny checks out. What cracks the case? Or was there another little part before you cracked the case? Where are you in in the process now? Yeah, so I was always felt like I was getting a little closer to um, getting better. And, you know, I try all these different things, I change up my diet, I felt better for, um, for a period of time. And then it just, it would just always go back to where it was. And so one, one night I was out with, um, a college friend of mine and we ran into a woman who, um, you know, I, she was a friend of a, of a friend's and she was started telling me about this seven day water cleanse that she did. And, and that, you know, without getting into too much detail about all of the gut issues that she has had and what that seven-day fast, what came out of her body. <laughs> so after I left that evening, I I took off because I was um, headed to Spain for a trip, my, a soccer trip with my son. And so from that moment on, I just was so focused on a whole different part of what could be going on. And that really was um, infections, you know. Um, could it be parasites? Could it be worms? Could it be... SIBO, which is this intestinal overgrowth of yeast, there were so many things going through my mind. And so I was learning so much by trying to figure it all out that ultimately, um, you know, that's why I bring it into my practice today, because foundationally, it is it is what drives your health. So I, I just looked at it, there was a whole new perspective. And I I really took that information to heart. And I was able to fix a lot of things because of that. So is we talking about diet primarily or is that the first step? You know, first step, what goes in affects what's in there already. Yeah, well, I started to learn that our gut is more than just you know, intestines and getting rid of waste. It's not right. Like, it's not like the magic school bus. It's a little bit more complicated than the cartoon we learned as a kid. Yeah, you know, and nobody... Nobody is talking about this stuff. I mean, I was in healthcare for, you know, how many years? And and I'm just learning that people actually are walking around with these massive infections. And so so it, it, it literally from, and I'm just trying to remember what you just asked me, but but that was the moment where I, I addressed and I started treating myself differently and getting way better. Well, that was going to be my next question is when did you start feeling better? Well, I know because like I, well, actually the woman that I met, I met her five years ago. I don't know if I mentioned that. So 
so that was, as you can imagine, I mean, this was going on forever and right. I met her five years ago. Right. So, so she, you know, that conversation, you know, led me into bringing this into my practice because I knew that it was so important. And I started, I got a certification in like integrative and functional medicine because I was like, I want to learn everything that I, I can about the gut and how it plays a role in so much. And so that's where we brought in all this different testing um, we look specifically at the ecosystem of, of our gut and along with nutrient deficiencies and things like that. So I, you know, there were so many things that were happening to me and my thyroid condition, which I was told that I just had a sluggish thyroid. I have, I have Hashimoto's and Hashimoto's is autoimmune. Autoimmune is from a gut issue. So any autoimmune issue that someone is experiencing, so whether it's you know, rheumatoid arthritis, um, MS, Crohn's, that's due to some type of infection in the gut. Because when you have inflammation in the gut, it begins to what we call, you know, it begins to get leaky or permeable. And so now things get into the gut that should not get into the gut. And your immune system sits in the gut. So it's supposed to protect you. But now you have all these holes. It's like a screen that has, if one hole is fine, but now all of a sudden if you have 100, your immune system is confused. And the thyroid just happens to be one of the organs that the immune system confuses as a um, foreign object. So I was like, okay, now it's all making sense. I need to figure out my gut so I can, f- so I can heal my Hashimoto's, which I've been able to do. So when when it, uh, there's a couple of different things I want to pick out of there, but uh, well, number one, use the the phrase ecosystem. And when I think ecosystem, I think of going out in the woods and there's, you know, the animals that swim around in there and all the, the plants attached to that. And I think of the world as an ecosystem. You're telling me that something similar is going on inside of all of us. That is that is exactly it. And I'm so glad that you picked up on that because there I wish I remembered the documentary. It was about um it was about a farm, a, a man and a woman. They created this, this insane um, land for for farming certain things, and it was all about creating a balance of certain organisms, whether it was animals, plants, and so we we want to get a balance of all different all different things in our gut so they play well together it's all about it's not about just going in and killing everything (laughs) because some of this bad stuff actually is very beneficial so so it's all about the balance and if you have a good immune system it really drives that healthy balance so that's such a big part and so you're exactly right i mean the the rainforest or the, you know, the environment that you're talking about is exactly what is going on in our, in our, in our body. And it should be a very good, I guess, kind of example of saying, well, we know if we pollute that ecosystem, what's going to happen. So if we pollute the one inside of us, similar results. Yeah. And, and because of this day and time, this modern world, we're under attack all the time. Back in the day, 40, 50 years ago, humans ate off of the land. That's what kept them healthy. They'd eat different plants. They'd eat um, a small amount of meat. They would fast sometimes. They'd feast. So they didn't have the processed foods. They knew the herbs that cleanse the gut if they ate something bad. And now we're so far removed from that. Like we, 
you can't take, you know, a good example would be like taking um, animals and putting them in the zoo. A lot of them don't survive, right? Because you're taking them out of their element. And that's essentially, you've taken humans and you put them out of their element. And now we don't really know how to survive. And in that, that is such a big part now that it needs to be a wake up call because we have to be aware of how we have to be so on top of our health because the health is not going to just come to us. Uh, the other thing, as you're talking about discovering you have these, these symptoms and what is going on, talk about inflammation. Well, if I have inflammation in my shoulder, I can put some icy hot on there and maybe work it through or joints. I can take uh, some kind of medication or whatever it might be to try to work it out. Um, I would imagine though in the gut, like I can't icy hot that, <laughs> that is a little bit more of a directed targeted thing you have to start doing over time to try to uh, get in there and correct those problems. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, so it's more of a systemic inflammation, you know, when, when it, when it begins in the gut, whereas the localized, you know, injury, you know, that's pretty easily treated. But when you have all disease starts in the gut, all disease starts with inflammation. Every disease is, is an inflammatory beginning. And we're all walking around with inflammation. And inflammation is okay when it's temporary, because we should have, you know, when you injure yourself, you have um, inflammation to that area and that draws healing. So, so what happens with, with the gut is you have this ongoing inflammation. And like for me, right, when I was having a lot of inflammation in college, it was because of, it was, it was more of that systemic and it wasn't, it was everywhere. You know, I couldn't pick a certain area. And so that's what people really, really need to, you know, hone into your body. That, that makes so much sense too. And, and listen to the symptoms. Don't just ignore them or think they're normal. That, you know, to, to my story, we've talked about it before, but you were bringing it up earlier today about my antacid obsession yeah. before, before I started this and what damage that could have done over time. But it's just masking the symptoms thinking, well, I ate something. So of course I'm going to feel like this. And I don't think I put any more agency to it other than make the symptoms stop and they go away. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. No problem. Not solved. Problem still very bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard someone say this the other day and I thought it was pretty profound. You know, medication simply treats the symptom while you get worse. There's no medication. I shouldn't say that. There's very minimal medications that can actually treat or cure a disease. So it manages, it shunts the symptoms while you stay the same or get worse. Why do you think this is having such a a hard time to get into the mainstream? Is this just something that's been ignored? Is it something that people aren't ready to hear? Negligence. It's negligence. I mean, we, a lot of people know this in the medical community. Our government knows this. Um, We unfortunately are driven by money and um, human health comes second. So I, you know, and <laughs> I mean, I get so passionate about this because I wish, and there are so many people out there really trying to get this word out. And I do feel, especially now, things are going to change drastically. But I do think, I think there are a lot of good healthcare providers out there. There is no doubt about it. But 
oftentimes their hands are tied and and they follow algorithms. So they're not really even allowed to be creative in, in their care. And so that's another big piece. It's like when someone comes into this, this is what you're doing. Don't do anything else because if you do, you're in trouble. <laughs> so I, I feel like it, there's multiple things, but it's it's driven by money. I do believe a large part of that is. The other thing about your your story, your journey, when we talk about my journey, other people's journeys, you would look at Sherry Stoke and you think, well, her journey must be fairly easy. I mean, she was an athlete. She had uh, all these things, not maybe the traditional journey, but um, it goes to show you that everybody's challenges are different and maybe not always right there on the surface to the point where you don't even realize them after a while. And I would imagine in your practice, that's something you have to analyze when a person comes in and says, all right, I can't, I have to sort of tease this a little bit and see what's going on. There's, there's no prejudging you could even begin that's, that's helpful at any point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's why, I mean, everyone does have a story. Obviously the people that we see, um, have a similar, you know, story, but that's why we really try to get to the foundation so that, so the, the rest of the body will respond to that and, uh, and multiple systems will heal because if you're just, if you, someone comes in and says, you know, I just want to lose weight and, and, you know, we can get weight off of them, but if we haven't addressed the bigger problem, then it's not going to, they're not going to be able to get, get to where they want to be. And they're just going to continue to, it's that short term fix, you know? And this reminds me of a conversation we were having at the gym when I, when I first started working out because somebody, we were talking about how hard it is to get the different movements and to, and to learn the exercise. And I, I made something to the, the effect I'm like, yeah, they, uh, the diet part, that was, that was easy. And they look at me and they go, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just tackled that first. You know, we're working on this. And uh, so I see all these people who want to be healthy and want to work out and want to live that healthier lifestyle sort of struggle when it comes to not necessarily the, the, the eating part, but all of these different symptoms that mm-hmm. they're, they're fighting through. Mm-hmm. You can't just work it out in the gym. I, mm-hmm. There is this idea that you eat, you exercise, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more than that. It's it is it is so much more than that. But I but I do I don't want to you know portray this message that it's complicated because you know the acknowledgement and the awareness is so huge. You know we are in denial and we do think that just losing weight solves all the problems. So it is about really becoming aware of certain things like we do this symptom assessment. And it's eye-opening to people. It's eye-opening to us when we when we look at these, you know, these forms because it's like, you know, say for example, anything over 50 is significant. We get people in the 200s and they're living with this brain fog, this fatigue, the, you know, there's so many things that we can specifically target and they start to heal. Let's talk a little bit about that to, to circle back around to, uh, to your story, maybe as the... Uh... Uh, the aftermath, but the, a better word than that, like the, the positive outcome of this, because you went through so much mm-hmm. and it was this, this journey, almost a spiritual journey to go through this physical health. And that was, I think you said five years ago, mm-hmm. you, know, you started to maybe really hone in on these changes and you've, and you've made them better. How has that affected your life in a positive way? I mean, clear thinking and good digestion is too, but there's got to be a lot of different ways. 
Oh, I know. Gosh, you're so good. Your questions are so good. I, and I mean, we don't even like talk about these at all, but it, what is, what this has done for me is, um, open my eyes to looking at me. Right. And, um, you know, the stresses that I've always taken on in my life, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I mean, there's certain things that I needed to change. And so I began to really spend a lot of time, um, working on me. And so that did, that did entail getting more spiritual. It did entail my, my relationship with God or the universe to, to really dig deeper into things that I could improve on. And once, once you, you listen to those things and you address, because your physical body will never get better if all of that other stuff is still just the pink elephant in the room. Right, right. So that has been probably the five-year journey I've been on. And um, it's been, I mean, it, it, every day I learn something new and I firmly believe that I've changed who I am as a person, hopefully for, for the better. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's quite impressive just to be already a college athlete, to be at UW. Did I ever tell you the the recruiter, the UW recruiter story when no. I was in high school? Uh, it was college night, senior, I think it was junior or senior, and they had a whole bunch of different representatives, and they're all generally nice, friendly people trying to sell us on going there, even if they know there's no chance in heck we could, <laughs> we could go there. But the, the recruiter from UW said, no, he just basically pulled no punches. He's like, you're not making it. And right? he just said that to the whole assembly. Right. Basically, he's like, right. just plan on not doing it. Right. So it's impressive that you were there in the first place. So there's a certain amount of pressure that comes with all of that. But to reach a certain point in your life where you kind of, I don't know if it's tapping the brakes, which one of my favorite phrases, but just all of that under your belt, as it were, and now to come to a point in your life and say, but now this, but now I've accomplished all this, but now there's something else I really need to, a path I need to go down and to improve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, for me, I've always been really hard on myself. I mean, and now that I think about it, you know, that's kind of how I treat other people. And so I have to start for, I have to forgive myself. I have to allow myself breaks. I have to, and so, and so learning how to treat myself better because I've always been, I've always been a goal focused go getter. And I had that going for me, but I was missing those other pieces. And so this whole journey is just, I mean, it's crazy how eventually though, it all kind of comes together at the right time. And brings us to this moment to talk about it. And we haven't even talked about how it affects weight loss because that's for next time. I know. I cannot wait because it's going to open people's eyes to so much. But uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, I always like to end on an action note, leave people with something they can take away from that conversation and incorporate it or a little bit of practical wisdom. So what do you think after this conversation? What do you want to leave with people? Something they can act on if they want to. I would say definitely be in tune to your body. And if you've had like a symptom that has not gone away, it's probably not going to go away. So really, really be aware of that. And, and just, really look at health as a, like a multifactorial component. You know, if, if there's something in your life, say there's four things that, um, that your life consists of, whether it's sleep, it's stress, it's your diet, it's your exercise regimen. Well, if one of those are, have fallen off the, um, 
you know, the focus spectrum or whatever you're focusing on, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, give it a little more attention if there's something that needs that attention. That's kind of what I would say. Yeah, very good. Always a good place to start. Uh, if you want more information or if you want to contact Sherry, waylessmd.com, a great way to do so. And uh, I would imagine people there, they could spend hours learning about gut health and all sorts of wellness uh, information. That'll help them out, right? Yes, absolutely. And if they want to uh, pick up the phone, get in touch with you, maybe make an appointment. How do they do that? Yeah. So our phone number is 262-226-2046. And you can definitely go to our website at waylessmd.com for a lot of information. And to learn about the programs at Wayless MD, it works. That's why I'm sitting here and not breaking the chair while I'm doing so. <laughs> Sherry Stoka, thank you for spending this time. I can tell this is an emo- emotional thing. I know. Me. Can you tell so, my face is, I can tell my face is really red so right that's now. That's okay. It's a podcast. <laughs> you don't have to admit to that at all because nobody would know that otherwise. Thank uh, you. Looking forward to next time. Have a great, great holiday. And I know we'll uh, touch base before the new year. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's weighing in from Wayless MD and Wellness. Make sure you like us, five star us, give us positive reviews, tell your friends because that's our marketing plan. And uh, get more information at waylessmd.com. We'll talk to you next time.